I need to go and get a beer. Well, well, I do believe we might be live. So welcome everybody to the like this uh, Let's Drone Out on Thursday, the 23rd of March. It's the last one of um, GMT for us until next year. Or the end of this year, as in we get our British summertime back very shortly this Sunday. In fact, meaning instantly from Sunday, we have good weather, sunshine, no wind, no rain, no snow, no, no hail. Time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definite. It's just it's like clockwork in this country. So we are lucky. Um, yeah, this week we're joined by uh, the uh, NJ Tech, a night owl, if I ever did know one, who flies Hello. Around, flying around at night these nights. I think I've seen you, sir. So <laughs> yes, yes, lots of fun, lots of fun in the evening. A true night owl. Mm. We've got Tony. Tell the CIA. <laughs> there is a point on that actually that I'll have to get to later about flying at night and uh, the fears of what these cameras enable. But welcome, Tony. Hi. How you doing? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to have you back. You're sounding really good this week. Last week you're a bit quiet, but uh, this week you're sounding good. Is this a new mic or something? Well, I've had it a long time. I just haven't used it properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try it out this week then. And somebody who has been off on adventures all over the country and all over the world, uh, book fairs and all sorts, I believe, Mr. Adam Juniper. Hello, Adam. He's now rejoining us. There he is. <laughs> Perfect timing. Good day, Adam. Uh, magic. My, uh, my Mac decided that it was exactly the right time to re uh, install the new version of the software. Ah, well, last week we had uh, quads being killed by message tones. So this week we might have your uh, MacBook giving us grief. But hey, it's part of the show. This is the let's show now. Yeah. So but all four software updates here, just maybe not right. Yeah. So Adam, I do believe that you've been playing with some expensive drones again, yet again. What have you been yeah. up to? Um, well, what I did was hide for a long time and play with books. Everyone loves books. Um, <laughs> they're a bit outdated this day and age, I think, actually, but yeah, everyone still loves books. Some of them were ebooks, if that helps. Oh, okay, um, yeah, that's good. Because in my line of work, we have um, two things we have the London Book Fair, which is uh, massive, um, and then the fog photography show, and the one happens immediately before the other. And I have an annoying amount of prep to do but for both, so I sort of hid for a bit, and that's why I, where I've been um, when I've not been here. So um, at the book show, oh, I, you know, talked about books for a bit. Was this promoting um, your own book by any chance? Um, no, uh, well, mine's long and out there and, you know, very much past news as far as the uh, uh, industry is concerned. No, I'm uh, chatting up bookstores, uh, persuading them to host upcoming books from uh, Isle Express. Um, and we're going to be doing some cool tech stuff as well as the photography list, which we've been doing for ages. So if any of you feels righty, you know, let me know. Ah. Um, an update is always good. Yeah. How did they get in touch with you then if they do feel a bit righty inclined? Uh, go to uh, Ilex Press, um, Google it. We change the website every week. <laughs> is that because <laughs> you have a closing down sale and restart or what? Why do you change it every week? I know. Uh, it's just not long ago I decided it was cooler if it was um, ilex.press without any com or anything like that. Um, which, which, and was it? I'm not sure. But it's done now. <laughs> All right. So if they want to write for this drone book, then because it is drone related, they can get in touch with that website, which you can probably if you're on the chat, it might be good to put in the chat. Actually. I'm not sure. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been fine. We've, we've been uh, making some homemade gates uh, our neck of the woods actually recently. It's been quite fun. Um, Electric gates, like magic no. county gates, or just. Oh, like you know wood. when you scrape your pennies, you know when you scrape your pennies together because you keep on destroying gates or you you destroy these other ones. Um, and actually they turned out pretty good. But yeah, so this week, I mean, it's just a shame that I've had so many issues with my quad and the weather's starting to turn. But at least now it's uh getting better. But um, it has been miserable, hasn't it? Like really surprisingly miserable for a really really long time. No, oh, well, it's winter it's in the UK. <laughs> oh yeah, <You> know, <laughs> yeah. But actually, I'm looking forward to this year, and obviously, there's a few things yet to be uh, determined with shows. But um, one show that was at one place that's opened up this this time around, I think, for a permanent FPV venue, is a place in Nottingham, and I'm really excited about getting up there. Um, yes. Tony, I thought you would you would have been there already. No, not yet. It's too far. It's a long way. It's like three hour drive <laughs> or something. Why don't you fly? <laughs> 
<laughs> East Love Midlands Airport. <laughs> Gatwick to East Midlands, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah how, how, I, would, I would like to do that, but no. Gatwick to East what? Midlands sounds like all the hell in the world. It? <laughs> it does. Yeah. Here's, your yeah. dream, here's your dream trip. And oh, yeah. I, can't, I can't really fly it. I can't fly indoors very well. I don't know what it is, man, but just indoors. I, just I don't think Gatwick to the East Midlands is, is technically outdoors. Outdoor. And I don't think you have to fly the plane. I think they fly it for you. But You um, know what I mean. Uh, I mean, what, what sort of issues do you find when you're flying indoors? Is it a multi-power thing or is it just the fear that you're going to smash up the quad? Yeah. No, I don't care about the quads. It's, it's not being able to see. I mean, I watched Gary Kent's video and he was blindingly fast. But... Mm -hmm. The uh, just the breakup of his video, and it's like you've got to. I don't know, it does this, it. This it guesses the next corner and stuff. This but. is why Clearview needs to come down in price. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah. needs a Clearview, they're, they're astonishing for that kind of thing. I definitely, yeah. it's on my list. Maybe at some point I'll get one. <laughs> oh, are, I think, um, awesome. Neil, Neil from iDrone's going to order some on Monday. I think if you private message him. Yeah, I saw, I saw Neil post that he was gonna gonna bring a few in. Uh, maybe I might be able to bend his arm to, to borrow one for testing. But you know, everything I'm hearing about that thing is is awesome. So I, I definitely want to have a go. You do know what that means, though, don't you? I'm going to change my channel to Fat Shark One just so I can always. Oh, can I just borrow your receiver while you're not <laughs> flying? Yeah, Thanks, I think man. they need to start putting in the manuals. <laughs> Fat Shark One is just, you know specifically my channel, just so. Oh, well, no, no. Here's a better idea. I have a coin-operated slot that if they want to plug into a receiver, they put some two power <laughs> coins in. Yeah, that's a good then idea. Then it'll pay for itself after a summer, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks I, really I, good, though. I haven't seen it in operation in the flesh, so to speak. So. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I haven't it. seen it in the flesh. I've just watched back people. I spoke to Metal Danny uh, a couple of days ago, and he sent me some videos and showed me some videos of him flying in a car park, and it's just crystal all the time. There's just that like no good. break up. And let's and, uh, face it. In and a... How much money are we talking? Uh, the race edition is three fifty. To put it another way, a portion of a kidney. Yeah, a, a measurable and portion the, of a kidney. And I think the the pros about seven hundred, but. Uh, I think Banny was using the race edition, and that's what he lent. Um, is it Daniel Peters who won? Uh, no his idea. Name? I can't remember his name. I'm not entirely sure who won. I don't think it was, I can get the results, but I only saw it. And actually, you know, the one thing that was a resounding memory in my mind, if I park my car there, at least my car's not worth anything to worry about the window being smashed. But, um, yeah, I don't know what sort of yes. neck of the woods is in, but... Danny's mum's car had bits stolen and a window smashed. Hmm. Not good. I thought I thought stereo thieving went out in the night. <laughs> I know they make the harder to steal, so all they do is they smash the window nowadays as well. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> they just I'm not sure my, my my car, which I'm about to give up and, and become a proper Londoner without a car, but it doesn't have a stereo as such. There's a bit where discs can go in, but like there's nothing you can take out. Yeah, it's true. There's the, the old module things kind of. Sort of been and gone now. Everything's just sort of built into the dash, isn't it? That's why Parrot got yeah. into making drones, because they, you know, they used to make car stereos and stuff or car bits. Yeah, I'm sure I've got a Parrot Bluetooth thingy for my car somewhere. They they needed to expand, and uh, they clearly had a sense they of did. fun. A logical step. Yeah. Mm. Parrot car accessories, really? <coughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. That was what they did before. I think. AR. I suppose their name is transferable, Parrot if it's repeating sound, and Parrot if it flies in the French, air. So. French. Yeah. I've never actually flown a Parrot. Has anyone here flown a Parrot drone at all? Oh, well, no. Um, Do yeah, we have well, to put yes. our hands up? Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. Wow. I'm the only one that yeah, hasn't. Yeah. No. Um, I, I haven't. Also had, uh, oh, sorry, Tony. I also had one of mine smashed up by a child this weekend. <laughs> what? You want <laughs> a Parrot? What are your yeah. Parrots? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but you don't yeah, care because yeah, you're, you're single-handedly keeping DJI afloat, I, I believe. Haven't you bought something else, DJI? Come on, uh, I'll, I'll, get to, now. I'll get to that. I'll Come get on, to Adam. That. I'll, oh, I'll minute you. Is up. Uh, you. your minute is up. Come on. <laughs> All right. I was going to justify myself, but um, I was up at the uh, the photography show, and I was giving a talk on you know the stuff in the book, why people buy drones. For that was this in thing. Birmingham? In the, in the NEC in Birmingham, yeah. Okay, yeah, my, my parents uh, were in there. 
Oh, right. But did, I don't know if they were in, uh, came to see me or not. Um, there weren't any booze, <laughs> so probably not. <laughs> probably not. Um, and I thought it'd be more more fun if um, if we had some you know people come up and say tries to land you know fly and land a parrot. I put a copy of my book like fifteen meters away. They had to take off, fly, land, and whoever landed nearest got to keep it. Um, and then, yeah, I know what a prize. Eh? Um, and uh, the the thing I had lying around from a previous um, like corporate event was a, a parrot bebop. And I thought, well, you can put the safety things on the side of it. It's it's not too expensive, and it's big enough that you can see it from a bit of a distance. So I, you know, I let the, this guy do it, and he did very nicely. And then little kids, look, I want to go, I want to go. And he's he's like nine, and he gets up and he he flies it smoothly, and he hovers right above the book, and then he. Powers it into the wall of the side of the NEC. Bits of it go everywhere. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, Did it make you smile, though? Or was it fond memories of this thing that you'd... Uh, it actually... Yeah. Uh, I will say this for the... Did thing. you weep? It yeah. flew again the next day. Oh, okay. It, they are... The, um, the little protected side bits of the net are very well built. Um, so the... You know, because that's what they're for, isn't it? Having fun with inside and surviving. They are definitely not for, I can say from experience, programming to fly around the pier in Brighton with the camera. No. Because the battery doesn't last that long. Well, but it, it was might have if you changed it. How do you mean changed the, it? Well, the story was that you uh, oh, yeah, threw yeah. it for yeah, a while yeah. and didn't well, change I, there it. Two batter yeah, I should have put the bet. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, if, if, if I remember anyway, correctly, anyway, um, what uh, what Jay's trying to point out is, uh, you know, to make myself feel better on my way back, I <laughs> might have accidentally spent some money at the DJI stand because there was one DJI drone I don't have yet. Got to catch them all. <laughs> yeah. And that was the little foldable, uh, the little Mav, little Mavic, little the Mavic. one that you put into a little cot by by your bed every night and stroke and kiss. No. <laughs> Mind you, it was voted. It was voted the best consumer slash even semi-pro drone. I guess for its size, portability, and uh, it's well. Features. That's what I was thinking. I'm getting rid of the car. It's not easy to move around some of the the other stuff. Not that you'll I'm be able to fly in London anywhere soon, anyway. Probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a good point. There's uh, stuff going on today, isn't there? Um, well, all over the time, I think. But if you know the parrot, I think that was, wasn't that the first drone to actually get skyjacked, as in someone showed how you could take over a parrot whilst it was in flight uh, and you'd lose control? It's probably pretty easy. It's uh, Wi Fi, isn't it? So I bet you could do it. There's probably an app for that. The thing is, and actually, NJ, uh, you might know about this. Tony and I were talking the other day about this uh, new feature to be able to adjust your PIDs in flight over one mm -hmm. of your spare channels. Um, and this this raises problems. If you're going to start like changing the actual software or changing a quad of how it flies and what it does and everything like that, surely this needs to be starting to be encrypted uh, on the traffic. Well, well, it 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 kind of it kind of is anyway. I mean, the way the uh, spectrums work, well, the spectrum system work with DSMX and how the uh, FR Sky stuff works. They're always channel hopping, and they've got a very bulletproof link between the two. So it's just using uh, and same with the tele telemetry link as well, uh, using S-Port. It's, it's all running down that system, so I, I don't think that's under any threat, to be honest with you. Um, well, you, know, think... you, can, you can get many, many pilots up in the air at once without any, any kind of problems or interference. Whether it's, it's targeted maliciously by some very clever programmers to then... Yeah, I, I don't think the hobby or anything in this side of it is any kind of feasible target for, for for any group to take the time to do that to be honest with you right now but you know if they start putting skynet style gun drones into the air you know there are malicious people that might think well we could do we could do things with that but i, I don't mm, think that's true well, now we have to worry too much well i, I know the uh, u.s government said that they're going to skyrocket pardon their pun um in 2021 they're expecting 3.6 million drones uh which is up 1.1 so almost three times as many as this year uh, expected to be flying 
And interestingly, last year they had 670,000 registrations through the FAA. So I suppose at some point they're getting more mainstream to that point and um, exploits and things. You know, they are going to start taking over more services, I suppose. And the, the biggest threat would be a flying car or flying quad that carries people, and they may be targeted. But yeah, I, I mean, the, the resilience of the, the, the systems is always one thing, but there are going to be other threats, I think, on that one. I can never really but, tell with the future, you know, whether the idea is that we'll just end up sat in one place while drones and robots bring stuff to us and we never is that your is that what you want or or the other one where you know there are going to be amazing little personal transport devices that get us everywhere without you know the need for airlines or trains or anything annoying like that yeah i just worry about skynet taking over well that's inevitable anyway but I think the number one fear that people have at the moment is spying, isn't it? Like, if I'm flying at that, the number one issue that people have with FPV in general is, oh, you're going to spy, you're spying with it and stuff. And even if yes. they say it quite flippantly, that's the, the thing yeah, that they're thinking the thing most. That's the two things I always include when, I, when I'm asked to talk about it, you know, the, the, what, if, I, if I don't, I'll get asked at the end, are, do people use them for spying and will it crash a jet? Absolutely. Those yeah. are the two things. I completely agree. There's the media side of it, which says uh, they're buzzwording it and trying to make it a scary thing. That's the jet side. And then there's the people that don't understand it and don't know what you're doing and the paranoid side of it, which then go, well, are you using it to look at, look at me whilst I play Just Dance in my living room? Um, <laughs> So you know, well, that's that's you, obviously. <laughs> well, I mean, it's purely, purely a, an idea of just throwing it out there. You could be doing anything, of course. But I, I, wasn't there um, a video on Richard's channel, uh, that HPI guy, where someone came over yeah, and did exactly yeah. that, came over and kicked off and said, you could be spying on me. And although, uh, you know, it really got Richard's back up, and I can understand why. I mean, I've had people approach before. It's that thing of... You've got to be an educator. You've got to. I always keep a, you know, n normally keep a screen with me so that I can show people. And the minute you show people, look, this is what I'm seeing. They it just, you know, they look their face lights up and they think it's amazing. But that's part of the responsibility of us as a group of, you know, enthusiasts and hobbyists that we we've, we've got to educate people that that are coming into the hobby because it's growing exponentially. Um, and make sure it stays safe. Uh, despite these there, big there figures, I wouldn't say one thing. There was that woman up a nerd back in like 2014, wasn't there? Oh, was there? Blimey. Yeah, like she, he, they were somewhere on a beach, and he was, you know, he, oh. he wasn't actually at fault, I don't think, but she just <laughs> he got beaten up anyway. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it, was, it was actually quite funny, although, I mean, terrible, not, you know, awful. The thing I always try and do is point out mobile, is point out the cameras, I mean, unless got fancy equipment with you the cameras are very much like mobile phone cameras you're like four meters away from someone you can barely see them like, but yeah, that's, that's changing. something that's something yeah. people really understand that whole wide angle lens thing yeah. i know i know jay it's not gonna last but the other thing as well is nowadays we can actually buy things that allow you to see mostly in pitch blackness so if people start picking up wind of these you know owl cameras and and whatnot then uh that is another aspect to it but to be honest, but it means more fun for why, us. Yeah, and why not, do we want spying. to? Why would we Why do we want to spy on people? When, you know? Why not? You know, we've, we've got a duty to do to uphold for our national interest. Oh yeah. Safety, yeah now actually, spying people, spying on people, could be considered um, patriotic. But you see, there is now. I mean, this week they announced a twenty-four hour, uh, twenty-four hour day, seven-day week dis uh, drone unit in Cornwall. I think it is Somerset region. Yeah. Does that, mean, does that mean they're on call, or does that mean they've got yeah. a lot of batteries? No, I think I don't think they're going to fly constantly, but um, I think they'll they'll have you know they have the deployment ready to go for anything for, I guess, search and rescue. Maybe the police are going to become search and rescue as well as police, because uh, all firefighters. It, you see, the thing is, the emergency services are starting to employ them, and so that's the point where people probably have a vested interest in over the security of it, and um, yeah. Interesting though. Sorry, I'm trying to find the video of them. Oh, the uh, yeah, it's, it's some young kid, but he he she called the police on him, didn't she? Even though she's beating him up. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's just woman on his iPhone or something. Drone Posted in the chat. Are you in the uh, chat? By the way, we've got to say some hi to some of our regulars that always come into the chat room. And if you just post in the country you're from, we can see how far around the world we're actually getting. So hello to Striker FPV. Uh, Chris, Um 
yeah, it's it's good to see people coming in, and there's a few more, but we'll give you a shout out. If you've got any questions as well, pop them in there, and we'll see if we can answer them. Yeah, that's a difficult. So, regardless of the privacy issue, um, I actually had my first opportunity to witness some of these low light level cameras, and I was blown away at the the eleven seventy seven and some others. And NJ, you were you were the one that. Uh, tinkered with these to get them onto uh, flying machines. Do you want to tell us a bit more about your findings of these wonderful cameras? Good video, um, that. I enjoyed that. Yeah, cheers. No, it, was, it was a fun thing to do. Um, it was the, uh, I, I was asked to have a look at a couple of run cam bits and pieces, so I just sort of looked through at what there was. And it was because recently we went and did that little night flight uh, with the LED gates and stuff, and everyone just yeah. took their regular equipment down, and we soon found out that, you know, some of our quads were were handling the low light situation okay and some of them were just uh, you know with the ir blocking on the uh, the lens were really suffering and you just couldn't see anything um and interestingly in that 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 test we did because we we looked at three we did the my standard hs 1177 with the ir blocking uh we looked at a uh, owl plus uh, run cam and the run cam night eagle and uh, the standard 1177, you you could uh, you could see at night under street lighting, but that's all you could see. Um, and the yeah. problem is, as soon as you start to get into the darker areas, is your inability to see the ground, and that is uh, the ground and the horizon. And without those reference points, it becomes it, it's like flying in space. You know, not that I've got that to, to reference to, but you get what I'm saying. It, it's that whole thing of not being quite sure how far you are from the ground. And it's just very uncomfortable to do. But the um, the Owl Plus and uh, especially the Night Eagle were were pretty phenomenal um, in terms of their, their low light performance. Uh, you know, they really do light up the ground nicely. And, and the, the Owl Plus I had on my little 130 and you'll see in the video that I put up, the, the second I got on the 130 and the Owl Plus, after flying the 1177, it was immediately started, you know, flipping, looping, rolling, having fun, you know, it immediately had that comfort level. And one of the, one of my commenters made a good point, actually. They said uh, they live out in Thailand, and they said during the day, there's such a bad mosquito problem. Uh, most people don't want to be you know, in goggles with their hands tied up with a million mosquitoes landing on them. Of course, you can't swat them off, yeah. Yeah, so they said, you know, flying very early in the morning or in the evenings, actually they're the time when everyone tends to go out and do most of their FPV stuff. So that was quite interesting. So they said the Owl and the uh, the Owl Plus and the Night Eagle, these, these style of cameras are actually far more popular out in those areas. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I'd, I'd, you know, often the wind is a lot calmer in the evening. You know, all the thermal activity disappears, and, and yeah. often find things calm down a bit. So it's often very uh, favourable flight conditions. The air temperature cools a little bit, um, so it's it's. I can see why there are, are pros for doing it. Um, the only thing I I'm found now wondering out loud, like, would it be possible to take a much bigger drone? And use it to chop up lots of mosquitoes. Just have it in the air. <laughs> combine those in the electrifying. You see the electrifying swatty things. That's yeah, really yeah. You could make a lot of money that way. I think oh, you yeah. need millions of tiny ones to chase them down. Actually, and make them FPV. <laughs> oh, little little Star Wars. Snow. You know, I wouldn't allow that. Gamify, you? No, no. you have to I'll gamify. Fine, you, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Tony and is being nice to until you get business. malaria. Yeah. But the best thing you should do against mosquitoes is where is get cheapest mouthwash you could ever get it. Just drench yourself in cheap mouthwash, and it will, you'll never get bit ever again. Wow. Wow. Tony, Tony, that is my hillbilly. That's my hillbilly tip for summer night flying. Does it dry? Unlike like most hillbillies, your teeth will be great as well if you've got all that fluoride lying around. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, excellent. Yeah, so well, Clegg asked actually, NJ, have you actually flown any of them in the daytime yet? I mean, you've had all day today. Uh, <laughs> no. no, I've, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I've been doing today actually in a minute, but um, that will be my next test because uh, it'll be interesting to see that the night owl, the night owl, God, I get these names confused, right? The night eagle is the one with the best night performance and that one is black and white only so i'd be interested to see whether that really blows out in the day or whether the whether it's still flyable in the day um the owl plus is a full color camera so 
that's the one I'm really interested in. I think from what I've, my understanding of um, the Owl Plus, it's not quite as pretty as an IR blocked HS1177 during the day, but it's still very good. The color, uh, the color palette's great as well. It's really natural colors. Is it but CCD what, um, or CMOS? You know what? I don't know the answer to that. It's, no, it's not CMOS. I think it is right. CCD. Yeah, one of them yeah. is, C, is CMOS, though. But I think the thing with the Owl Plus is, as I said, it's not quite as pretty in the day as a, a standard 1177. So it's a little bit less, but then it's got a much wider envelope that it can go way past the low-light levels that would normally knock that's out the, the 1177. One that's the one you're going to want on your quad where you're flying late evening and then you can carry yeah, on. Yeah, that's the one that so will cover the longest. in like, the day and the night, yeah. Like when we've been up at um, Hidden Valley in those summer nights and it's just, you know, twilight and it's just starting to kick in and everyone's coming down. And yeah. With this, you could quite easily keep going for another three, carry four on. hours. Um, so yeah. I think that is – and for the price, the other thing with the, the, night, uh, the night eagle – is, is an expensive camera and um, you do have to pay for that real uh, low uh, low light sensitivity um, mm -hmm. so the owl for me the owl plus is the one at the minute I, I'm very impressed with that but I have some more more on the way and some fox here alternatives so yeah I'm gonna gonna try them all out I, I think flying daytime black and white it's doable but yeah, yeah I don't, we're pretty much kids of the generation of color TV, aren't we? So in color, <laughs> everything. <laughs> We're not used to this black and white malarkey. Yeah, indeedy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've really enjoyed doing the, the the night the night fly stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave the owl in the, the little one thirty and yeah. You know, one other test you need to do is in midsummer in the UK, where it's pretty much light, or even up in Scotland, um, where Striker's there, he might help you out. Is see if you can fly on a HSE 1177 all night through, or you might have to go to Norway where you're going to have permanent daylight. But maybe that's the other answer. Move to somewhere where you don't get any nighttime. That yeah, sounds but like if an you go to Scotland, it'd just be raining. Oh, come on, you're ever the pessimist, aren't you, Tony? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's always raining. I've got FPV buddies up there. Oh, we're not even out. It's raining. It's Actually, raining. no. I tell you one thing. I've I've had most of my like for my uh, photographic and video video uh, flights in Scotland. I have a beautiful weather, sunshine, and the beaches were white. And yeah, generally they've good got weather. lovely beaches. Yeah, I think it's just luck. How lucky are you when you travel? But, uh... Yeah, man. Tony, tell us what you were talking yes, about. Fossil stuff then, because fossil stuff have been supporting us for yeah, a long, good idea. long time. And actually, we really appreciate Martin and fossil stuff. And Yeah, I just wanted to say thanks to him, because he's been um, a patron for a long time, helping us out. So I just wanted to say thanks, Martin and fossil stuff, for keeping us going, because the editing costs the most uh, to get us on SoundCloud. Well, and, and, and podcasts. Um, I think you, uh, you were saying that fossil stuff is also still a good place to go to get very solid 180s you know well you know. well what i was saying was actually that the, the, you still have the original options of the bomb proof ones for new flyers which i think a lot of people have learned on these Possibly things not the not best phrase to use right now um <laughs> hey look look we have to just learn to, to accept terms like bomb proof <laughs> fair enough but yeah yeah car proof that's another thing altogether um, yeah, but yeah, no, no, and, and well, the, the new Revo frame, I really like the design, and it's good to actually support because we're in the UK, a UK company that's making frames. Because all too often we look overseas, I think. So, thank you, Martin, for keeping Let's Drone out on the air. Yes, and on, on yes. that note, I do have a, uh, a review video of the Revo, which I shall be posting very shortly um, with my thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, looking forward to building into that thing. Do you know if you're putting um, what 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 are you doing with it? What 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 build? What ESCs on the arm? Or are you going to keep them inside? That's what I'm. I'm going to try and keep everything as internal as possible. Try and keep those arms as transparent as possible to the airflow because I want to really see what that effect is like. Um, you know, maximise that effect. So um, yeah, and I'll probably go for a 2600 kV kind of battery killing setup and just uh yeah see see what we get Are you i've just ordered eight 2600 26 kv yeah they, they do they will monster your battery but you know for winning I, races you you can't really you know i think you should go for the 2750 white edition battery killers the true battery killers i mean those emacs well, ones I, that are coming I, up 
I've got those coming whenever they're Have finally, you? Oh. Yeah, they will be coming, so maybe I'll put those in that. And, and, I keep seeing pictures you, of you, magnets you, slipping on, on all these new Emacs. Really? That's not good. Yeah. I mean, that's quite no. an easy thing to fix um, if they have an issue with that <laughs> adhesive. Um, it's, the, the problem is that the biggest problem that you've got is that you, you risk taking the motors out of balance if you yeah, that's stop around the balance yeah. will go yeah. yeah you have to be a little bit careful use you know very you don't need a lot of adhesive because remember there's that centrifugal force uh that's pushing those out and into place so it, it should be fine but yeah it's not good that they're if that's happening i mean emacs those original race series motors and i had the prototypes on the original race series which were the reds that were black before they were red if you follow me and yeah. they're still they're still good they're still going and that, that yeah i've got mine. life out of them all um, my quads sitting on my bench next to me are all emacs red bottoms the, yeah. but the first lot and they, yeah. they all seem to be fine but uh, my mate brad as he had two or three go i read on a post where a group of lads had 20 motors all the magnets went i've seen pictures of the new white ones with the uh all the ma like three magnets on one so i don't know if it's just well i'll pull the bell housing off and have a look few. at it before i fly it and, and see if there's anything that's a, a tell uh for that but that's certainly interesting um yeah so it could be just like over you know however many thousand it's only going to be a few so yeah yeah it might just be you know uh, an issue with the production run you know these things these things do happen um you know that what emacs did they well they're the other the other thing they had was that issue with their first run of beale heli escs but i mean those were rushed to get out when beale heli s was like a light turning on and everyone was we need, right, Beale Heli is going to be the next big thing. Emacs were one of the first to get their Lightning ESCs out, and I had terrible, terrible issues with those, which they uh, fixed uh, in the, you know, they did a revision update. And Joshua actually pointed out, he said, this is the price you pay for living on the bleeding edge. And, you know, it is. If you, you want the first version of everything, the second it comes out, there is always a chance you're going you're gonna to be helping with the beta testing as well. Um, uh, and then it's usually the 1.1 version of the uh, item that ends up coming out without the problems so you know one of those things yeah well i've just bought my first set of uh, eight brother hobby is it returners i don't know what they're going to be like but they're, they're very good motors uh, very good performance statistics i haven't actually tried or flown the set but um there's overwhelming evidence to say that those are a, a very good motor so i think you'll have a you'll have good results with that good yeah I've, I've also got the um the new cobras because cobra seem like they've been quiet for a little while but cobra have been around a very very long time um mm. you know some of these there are some of these motor companies that really take their time with with releasing new motors and uh, you shouldn't dismiss them just because they're not the uh, the flavor of the month um but you know cobra have a lot of experience uh in in motor technology and 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 they have produced some fantastic motors for good value. So their latest ones, which are twenty two oh seven, yeah, twenty four. They're doing a twenty four fifty, and they're doing a twenty six hundred edition. Um, that's yeah. the motor I'm going to go for the twenty four fifties. I think. Yeah, that's, that's my favourite KV. I've got set those coming at some point. To uh, as I'm, yeah, really excited to check those out. I've, again, I, I know a few people I trust that have, have reported good things about those in terms of performance and, and power. Whereas the one I've got the twenty four hundred uh, F forty on my um, acro quad, yeah, freestyle quad. Oh, Tony does acro freestyle. He heard it here first. Actually, I saw your Did video you? of freestyle stuff the other day, man. But you... I know that was on a, that was on a Revo frame, which is designed basically for racing. But I think it flies well. You know, but, forget, um, forget the magnet, the magnet. Magnetic pulse switching. Tony's switched from racing to doing freestyle events and uh, diving through towers. NJ's well now broadening his horizons to potentially think uh, racing. Yeah, and uh, Adam's going to start. Adam is going to do his first FEV thing soon. So what is happening with the world is getting turned upside down. It's not right, is it? It is. One of us soon is going to deliver a pizza. That's going to be the. No. <laughs> I mean, first we had ordering on the internet. Next, it's pizza delivery with drone. Uh, it's only a matter of time. But yeah, 
No, I mean, you can't get him to knock politely on the door and wait for a tip. That's the problem. (laughs) The thing about about motors is actually, the other thing is, I mean, I think you had the problem with your uh, ZMX motors where sometimes you might fall in love with a motor, but if you don't buy enough spares when they're actually out, you can find it hard to find spares again for that set of motors. So, yeah. Or if you um, knock knock one off and put it somewhere sensible and then forget where somewhere sensible is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing is with the uh, Emacs, I think, because there was other issues with the uh, the standard red bottom S, weren't they? Some people were saying some issues, and, and you wonder if they are so popular from the original time around, can they really keep the quality control up for the the next batch of, uh, of runs that they do? And uh, well, are they just going to maximise profit think, for nothing? I think all the motors had problems. Like Cobra, you remember Cobra went bad for. A- you know, six months and people were just like, Cobra are done now. That's it. And then people were so moaning, but they seem to art their game and come back now with some not really nice looking motors. I think it's like anything, isn't it? You can you can only te- you test this stuff to a certain length, but then at some point you've got to say, let's go for it. Let's let's get the production run done while the marketing's going on and we'll get it out. And at which point you've got stock of a massive amount of motors. And if they have some inherent problem, uh, you know that's that's going to be there's there's an element of risk in there. It's a, a costly. It can be a very costly thing. Um, so yeah, you know that's that's just the way things go, I guess. Yeah. Uh, um, new frames. Who? I mean, I've always uh, Striker's saying his TSX two hundred is his current fra- uh, favorite racing frame at the moment. And this is the one point point I'd like to get to. I know UAV Futures changed his favorite frame. What's your current favorite frame then, NJ? Just for, for whatever motors you're putting on, what is your current frame? My favorite? current favorite frame at the minute, um, which I'm really working to get perfect in every way that I can, um, is the Beast X. That that is my just because it's it's there's some really really nice engineering ideas that have gone into it, and it's a tank. And uh, you know, I've crashed it. The, the first race flight video I put up of it uh, on the stock settings, I mean, I crashed it at a good 60 mile an hour straight into a tree. And yeah, it's just one prop, which I changed out. You were there and we, you know, went flying again. So it's tough, which is great for freestyle. Um, it's a great way. It's, uh, I like the design layout. I like where things are mounted, how it goes together. It's just, you know, that that is ticking a lot of boxes for me um, as a frame, but as a freestyle frame for me. Um, you know, if you're a racer or if you do 50% of your time is racing, then you may think there's something more suitable for you. You know, it is a it's a very subjective thing. Um, so, yeah, but that, that's my current favorite, the Beast X. Um, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, see, I know somebody who bought a Chameleon, uh, Kleger, in fact, and he's still got his old Weaver trying to, to migrate. And I'm just wondering, did you go straight to your Beast X straight away or was it a love affair that you developed over time? Because you've liked your beast x pretty much from the get-go haven't you uh well the designer sharon um uh sharon Otterskin, he he um he'd been sending me photos of this uh like uh, 3d drawings of this this quad uh probably a good six months before anything kind of tangible was there to then say right here you go this is this is what i'm going to do i'm going to get so i'm going to get five made up i'm going to send you one you know, so I had a bit of time to get excited about it, and and you know, and what I saw he was doing, I, I was just really liking the, the various ideas that he came up with. Um, and then in well, the interim, know- I had the the GT2, which which shares some similarities, and and I, I just really like that kind of style of frame. Um, that seems to suit my style and uh, tunes up well and and flies well. Um, I'm not really on the on board with the stretch decks thing, but then again, I'm not a racer. That's that's more of a racing thing. See, the thing is, that I found it interesting. It brings a tear to my heart when people are selling their QAVRs, and I think, oh wow, I've loved my QAVR for the whole of summer, almost the whole year. Well, coming up to half a year, I've loved it, and it, it's really grown on me. And I don't know if I could ever part with it, but I know you've got rid of yours. Other people have sold those. And at what point does a favourite become a? I'm going to move on and. I don't care about it anymore because I, I know people that buy a new frame that may fly very differently sometimes don't move back anymore. So, yeah, I guess it's just evolution my, of design, isn't it? When you know, people have their second children, they just get rid of their first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They never, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. So here's here's a here's a question. There's something that I've got in the post today for a random subject change. Who knows who knows what this is? Any guesses in the comments? I reckon it goes in Tyrannis. That's yeah. a very good guess. Uh, do you know what it is? It's uh, something to interface with the. Well, as as the saying goes, I don't know what this is, but here comes another one. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is the broken one, and this is the one that's uh, being replaced. Yeah, this is the internal XJT module of the Tyrannis. Uh, for any of you out there that haven't opened up your Tyrannis or don't know what this part is, uh, that is the internal module. Now, one of the problems. Um, so, what did these, you do to screw up the first one? Well, this is something I don't know because uh, it was while I was traveling in Australia and uh, yeah, one one day out of the 11 or so flights I took where everything was going in the hold more or less, the radio was in the hold anyway, I just went to fly and I had a range of about 50 meters and I thought, well, that's definitely not right. Um, and yeah, the uh, the internal module had had died, so I've, I've ordered a new one. Now, the, the actual the bit that broke is this bit here, so that is... The transmitter this this one on top okay um it's that tiny little thing but it is hard soldered on there and it would be an absolute pig to remove and you can't get it on its own um that's something they've done something about with the qx7 they've broken this up into more sections um because you can see this also carries the main communication from the lcd screen there's there's the on the back you've got the usb connection the sd card there's so much on here and the actual only bit that's gone is this um, and that's one thing I don't like about the Tyrannus internal design because this is about one third the cost of the whole Tyrannus, um, running at around 50 quid. So um, that's one nice thing they've changed in the QX7. They've broken this up into a few more parts, but yeah, I'm going to be uh, swapping. So do you reckon it was sand or do you reckon it was going through, um, you know, when you have to put stuff through uh, like an X-ray machine, would that, would that muck it up? Yeah. No, the X-rays won't do anything to electronics. They'd have to be. Uh, they'd have to amp that up to some pretty considerable so levels of radiation. Maybe the throwers and their enthusiasm. Yeah. No, what, what about sand? Because you said you had sand in there. I did find some sand on the adhesive of the screen, uh, which I posted to Paul at, um, over at BMS yeah, Web uh, just to to show him that I did bring back some some Sydney sand with me uh, from um, Oz. So uh, I, I don't think it was that. I've, it's a really difficult thing to be able to find out why that happened. It's also happened to, to Bruno Carmo, the other guy who I fly a lot with, Carmo FPV. His, his has happened. The only, yeah, it's maybe, I mean, the, the, the board revision I noticed here, let me just see, on the, my Tyrannus is probably about a year and a half old, and it is version four. Let me see, I've got a version number here. Uh, so it is version number zero point uh, uh, rev 0.4 that should a revision of a board shouldn't have a zero in front of it <laughs> a production version should have a one point something zero usually means beta I'm not sure if that should be right but anyway it was yeah <laughs> zero point four the new one is zero point six and I was having a look there's a few trace layout changes so it might be that this is uh, that as the board revision has been updated, they may have fixed a few things on it. I don't know. Difficult to confirm, uh, but you know things are always changing, so you never know. NJ uh, Raymond Kurt does ask if the, it's for the original Tyrannus or the Plus. That's for the Plus, the X9D Plus. The plus. Yeah. There you go, Raymond. For the I'm plus. still on my original. Mine's about two years old then. Yeah, so I mean, generally the quality of the F Sky stuff is great, and you open one up, you see they're they're very nicely loomed and. Yeah, I just think it's one of them things. Unfortunately, it happened to me, but um, I shall sort well, that out. Well, if you feel any better, it's not not entirely related. But I uh, had a nice snowboard. I was sat still in a, a EasyJet flight at Luton Airport. I watched them throw the thing out of the um, plane, fell onto the runway, and then they ran over it with a little train. Oh, nice, okay. three they, for three. Uh, they yeah. Um, it wasn't the only thing they ran over, but they did grudgingly accept because there were tire lines over it when it came out. Yeah. Well, it might maybe, have been maybe they had to replace it. Yeah. Uh, my a good friend of mine's a pilot, and I can't remember what he. Uh, they, they've kind of got a a nickname for them. I think they're called runway rats or something like that. Is there's a? <laughs> I, I still call them throwers after the Fight Club scene. Yeah, I just wish they didn't look quite so smug when they do it. Yeah, well, I reckon they try and get a few done. Bit of job satisfaction. 
runway rats. I'll remember that. Yeah, it's, it's something like that. But yeah. <laughs> that that'll do. Yeah, um, oh, shout out to the London Drone Racing Club while we're on. What are you? Are you competing in that, Adam? Or I'm not competing in that. They're just a nice group of lads who um, who cannot stop texting each other. <laughs> I'm on the um, WhatsApp uh, or whatever it's called, the chat thing. So you're not paying? Oh, oh, on the chat. And, uh, yeah, it's it is constant now. So so why are they a nice group of people? Do they make you tea or coffee? Do they give you biscuits? Do they? What was so nice about London? What was it? I, I went and went and had a, had a little fly with them when I when I just wanted to play, and they just were very welcoming. I think. Oh, yeah. Because the lovely community we have. Yes. Well, that's it. We're all lovely. Speaking Who's of lovely, look at look. Hello. Hello. Oh, 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 does she just realise he's Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do hope that uh, he's going to be flying FPV after yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, I just worked. Sorry, I've just worked out the joke she was doing. <laughs> it was referencing that BBC guy, the guy being. Oh, the walking in. Oh, I yeah. see. Right. Yeah. yeah that was, that was hilarious. Really, <laughs> in fact, do you want to get her on? Just, no, ask if she could come on and answer a few questions about drones. We, we'll we'll make them easy. Like, have you ever let her fly a drone? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. Can, can Adam buy more? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe we should avoid that area of question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, actually, I genuinely can't remember. Um, I, I, um, I think I, I tried to persuade her to try the Phantom Four, Phantom Four, when I had that, um, but she wasn't very interested. I do remember actually letting Dom Robinson's kids have a fly of the Phantom Four, and they loved it, and they were quite young at the time. But you know, oh, he's a, well, the kids are little. Yeah, I think, I think yeah, the little the little one is a little too young. Um, <laughs> and having had someone else's little one smash up, no. You know oh, what, though? We should be allowing kids to fly drones, whether they're parrots or whatever, because they will be making our, the decisions over us in 30, 40, 50 years' time. Good point. And I want to fly FPV long into my old age. So, Are you yeah. saying Are you saying that children are going to more successfully engage with the political process than we will, Bob? Uh, possibly, yes. They'll, they'll, maybe they'll be a bit more sorted out with technology rather than Luddites. <laughs> I, I, I do know that there are various meetings being held in Westminster today and tomorrow on the subject of. Um, yes, there is. Well, see, you know, that's very interesting. Um, DJI obviously released their um, their policy department and their legal department released documentation saying how many they'd helped save. I don't have the exact figure to hand, but they were quite. Um, they limited the factors down to only with the ones that had a news story that they could verify. Only the ones where the person's life was imminently in you danger. Say you're saying that news should be true because I'm not sure. No, I'm just saying they were very careful. They were very careful not to do the. Sounds the, very outmoded. A friend of a friend said that their their wife was saved by a drone because it cooked dinner. I don't I don't know, but basically they were saying the only ones that had a verifiable uh, threat to life that perhaps a rope was carried. They had very yeah. various cases in that study. I can see why they would. So I can see why they would they want have to a, be. True. They have a vested interest in making sure policy changes for their liking. I know. But in fairness, but, but that's that's on our side too. So you know. Exactly. Exactly. In this case, let's all I'm saying is, I, I do hope whilst they're in these discussions in Parliament and wherever, um, that they do take it on board, and hopefully businesses like that can and help uh, push it forward as well. So. Well, I, I think it's. I mean, I think it's probably. You know, it's, we we know that the Amazon do their research research in this country. I'm, I imagine now this country will be desperate to do anything that maintains any sort of investment. Well, this is um, the thing. I, so <laughs> perhaps this. So, uh, so it's probably quite good news from that point. Of view. From a Brexit point of view, yeah, we could become what the Middle uh, East started to do with Dubai and actually start well, holding less restrictive world, you know, showcases of uh, UAV technologies, whether it's how fast they race around or whatever. But yeah, we'll probably do what we normally do, which is to build an incredible, prestigious brand and then sell it to the Germans. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, like like we did with Mercedes. And, oh no, yeah. hang on. Let's not get started. All right. Um, I, I'm going to suggest we um, finish on time. As well I know, but it's, a bit of a, it's slightly early, Mister. You have to, to pad it out for a few more minutes. Um, once again, I'd like to say a massive thank you to Fossil Stuff because we we wouldn't be on the air without that. We can't afford it. Um, so thank you, Fossil Stuff. And um, NJ, are you going to have? You've got the Revo frame. Your uh, yeah, I'll, inquiring I'll be um, uploading my frame. Well, it's all done. It's uploaded. I'm going to publish it probably in the next ten minutes or so. Um, so yeah, if you, if you want to go have a look at my thoughts on the Revo frame, um, that will be going up shortly. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, ten minutes. We'll hold you to that. Yeah, but I've got to go make a sandwich and, and do stuff before I, you know, <laughs> order <laughs> off priority. Committing to the upload button is one. It's a big task, isn't it? I've Especially. got to remember which one of these is the broken one. Uh, so it was in your left hand. Yeah. <laughs> that revision <laughs> no, no, on the broken. They're both both uh, broken. Get a spectrum. Uh, yeah. Actually, interesting on the spectrum front. Maybe we can chat about that more. As in, a Tyrannus user is now moving to uh, spectrum. This is a, one of the, someone that we've known. Faster. No, 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 no. I think so, but because maybe it's the hype train. Maybe we can have a discussion on that next week. But uh, yeah, that's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm very spectrum interested to follow the progress. Uh, well, let's, let's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's. let's We're not going to. Spectrum is very good. Spectrum is good, but I will say um, the nice thing about the uh, the open source uh, of Tyrannis, and the Racefight guys have said they are considering looking into uh, or looking at the the firmware of the Tyrannis and how to to make it even faster. So you know, that's I all good. To... It's all good. Just own both. But, that's but, what but, I. But I what, yeah, well, you have both, don't you? But on one final note, yes. I suppose unless you're really up there with the, you know, I don't know. Your reaction times and things. Most people people fly brilliantly with Tyrannus that they'd only ever dream of on Spectrum and vice versa. It's more on the pilot than it is the actual radio, I think. But I think Raceflight One have just released their um, new update, so you can actually control from your Tyrannus. You can control yes, everything. That's correct. Your... Well, yeah, they've you've now you can now use uh, smart audio telemetry yeah, in the latest it's release candidate five they're up to now it just jumped from one to five i, I didn't spot any uh kind of interim but yeah that you can now use a uh, lua script on your tyrannis and you can set your vtx channel and your uh power of your vtx if you're you're running a a tbs unify or similar that will support smart audio i think the tramp support smart audio as well the immersion rc tramp don't quote me on that um, but yeah, it's great. I love the list. Super cool. So yeah, what it is is we've got an exciting year ahead on uh, you know for, for, for different developments, and it's finally perhaps the radios are starting to see more development. Whereas before in the past they've just been made. But well, someone's going to have to talk me out because I have to go back to another PC in another room to actually close this call. So until I do that, we're all chatting. But thank you all for listening once again. <laughs> this is the trouble when Gremlins come around. In fact, I would actually give you a live tour, but um, maybe that's too much. But yeah, Gremlins do come around every so often, and we do apologize they interrupt the show and you have to find another YouTube stream and stuff like that. But thanks for tuning in. As always, we will be back next week. Are Sorry, Adam, yes. I've muted you, and um, you'll have to unmute yourself. Oh. Well, thanks for that last uh, passing note, uh, note uh, Tony. Thanks, Bye. Tony, for joining in. And uh, thanks, Adam. Thanks, NJ. Thanks, all this. Let's try it out. And say bye to Leo and Vassy as well. Bye bye. Oh, bye, Leo and Vassy. Bye. Say bye, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> oh, no.